Hey, I'm Mike. Hey, I'm Ethan. I watched the first half of Men in Black International. I watched the second half of Men in Black International. And this is, is the, the other, other half. half. Sequel month. Ethan, what do you think about Men in Black? I love the first Me movie. Me too. It's so good. I watched I it like it. so many times as a kid. In a fact, hundred. I didn't realize it's, it was like one of the movies that my parents allowed me to watch, even though they swore like a lot, mm-hmm. like a lot in that movie. Yeah, it's like, a lot gross. of swearing. But it's I I think it was probably one of the first adult type movies. Yeah. Also, there's like violence in it, kind of too. Yeah. You know, like you, they skin people alive, and there's scary aliens there's all scalar, over the place. Scary aliens. It's all kind of goofy. It's, it's all a little bit goofy. But what I like about it too is the aliens are taken very seriously. That's my favorite thing about the first Men in Black movie. It's like all the aliens, like you know. Obviously, the worm guys are kind of jokes, but like besides them, pretty much pretty them serious. and them and Frank the dog are basically the only like joke aliens. All the um, al- I other guess, aliens. Uh, what was his face? The guy Monk's Monk. I can't remember his name. Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub's character was kind of goofy. He's a little goofy, but also again, even that sort of taken like it's grounded in like a reality almost too. I don't yeah. know. There's something about I it. I like it a lot. Was, that was a great one. I, I even like the TV love show. It. Love the animated, the animated TV show. show. Great, great opener. Great oh, music. Oh, such great! I love I that. I was obsessed shit. with the Men in Black theme song. Me too. That's song was great the, Will uh, Smith. black suits uh come in mm-hmm. nod your head yeah absolutely although that was the second minute black which was uh, not as good as the first wait one. that wasn't the second one the nod your head one was the second oh one. i don't remember that one oh, i don't okay. listen to the first one but the first one the here comes the men in black I I, galaxy i think Defenders. i watched the second one maybe once i saw the second one quite a bit uh because i think i had them both on dvd when i was growing up and it had a lot of cool special effects but even as a kid i could tell there's just something off about something missing one. about this one yeah and then the third one was garbage i think i remember liking the third one better than the second one i lost that seems, seems to be most people but i feel like everyone agrees the it's first not good one, yeah the first, the first one is the king the first one's the best well it was and now this one came out oh yeah clearly <laughs> men in black international as the best men in black of all what it needed it turns out Tess Thompson <laughs> and Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth just at the front, you know. No. They upstaged Tommy Lee Jones and Will, and Smith. Will Smith. Just fucking throw those actors in the trash. This yeah. is the new Men in Black. That's They're right. international. They're in Out London. The way. Yeah, baby. that's right. They're in London. They're not even in New York very long. Um, yeah, this movie sucked. It's so bad. It's, I hated every moment it's of it. That there's there are, a couple seconds where I'm like, oh, maybe this there's is a couple gonna... seconds. Yeah, where I'm like, okay, I see what you're going. Oh, okay. No, yeah. It's just so bland yes and generic funny legitimately i'm not gonna lie so i watched this movie (laughs) about like one or two o'clock today okay and like right before the podcast so i'm like yeah i watched the movie today what was the movie (laughs) what did i watch today that's how forgettable it It is just like and i saw the end yeah you saw the the climax the wild climax and it's just like i don't know what they're trying to do with this because it doesn't even seem like it really sets up I mean, it kind of sets up for like a sequel. Yeah. But I almost feel like they're just like, we just got to keep the branding rights or something. That's what it or, feels like. Or yeah. I don't know. Did they do a focus test survey or like, people are demanding another Men in Black? And it's yeah. like, I mean, they got to keep the rights. That's I like, what it feels like to I me. like the Hearst Men in Black, but I also am like, I don't know if you really need, I feel like the problem with the sequel is the first part is like the discovery of it mm-hmm. and like learning about the agency and blah, blah, blah. And after that, it's kind of like, Okay, you just do like because the aliens are so goofy yes. and outlandish. Yes, that like you don't really get attached to the world. You're just yeah. kind of like, oh, that's neat. That's a little. There's a little alien that's like has a full colony and like a little in a, in a, a locker in a locker sort of thing. You yeah. know, and that's a joke. And that's a joke. There's a there's a there's an alien that is poop for a head. That's a joke. Oh, is that in this one? That was in the second one. Oh, it wasn't the second one. Yeah, yeah it's a... just goofy stuff. That's like you know, this isn't really. Yeah, this isn't really something it latched onto. And the characters, they're already like 
got they're or they're supposed to be not characters really right right exactly. like they're supposed to be reduced to a letter right exactly um so they're already kind of just don't have a lot of room except to go for, anywhere except for uh k right what do you mean k? no j except for j j isn't well j is reduced to a letter but he is a character because he's like a new guy yeah that's true that's true yeah. I, I mean i see what you're saying but like i'm mean, inherently the world is oh kinda like, yes i yes, feel yes, to yes. me the world is just not conducive to more stories i could well i mean say which but what about the tv show Hmm. Fuck. Mm-hmm. TV show, but also, and I'll tell you why the TV show rocks. Huh. If you get me drunk at a party, I will go on a massive rant about how much I hate the sequels to the Men in Black series because they've completely forgot what makes the first one so good, which is a legitimately good mystery. Mm-hmm. Like the whole point of the first one is like the galaxy. What is the galaxy? Galaxy is a big number of stars. Mm-hmm. It's like a legitimate mystery we have to put together that is actually like interesting and engrossing. And two. The the aliens are like taken as serious threats. Like, like they like. Uh, oh, there's only a handful of like goofy aliens, but even they're just sort of like in the background. There's not a fucking dog poop alien. <laughs> the aliens are like actual serious, real threats that are like real like people that have like actual needs and desires. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, which is I think the most important of all of them, is the first one isn't a straight up comedy. The the True. the comedy is there to accentuate the that is happening it's in the also adventure very dry comedy too. absolutely yeah and more so than like we're just cracking jokes or this character's gonna be funny the only person that's not is probably the, the little bug guys the little right orc. but again they're barely in the movie they're in the movie twice it's true but they're big time in the animated show they were that but that's also true. the animated show also for kids like I you suppose. know it's a kid but show. even so i think the animated show is a better example of how to make a men in black like sequel i also you know? would say that the thing about it where i said the lack of characters i think that doesn't matter as much in a tv show because mm. it's more of like a procedural like yeah, drama true. type where it's just like we just we've got that's the fair. plot we got the little 30 minute plot or that's 20 fair. minute probably because it was short yeah um we solve that we're done we're out the door you know and but i feel I, like that's more conducive to this kind of environment that is true a procedural tv show would would rock but what i'm but what i also think the tv show understood was it it got the tone accurate like perfectly where it's yeah. like you need one guy to be funny which is like jay mm-hmm. you need everybody else to be very dry and like sarcastic and the character, the aliens, to be like legitimately be- like bad and scary and like real. Like the whole point of the first one is they literally just like threw money at uh, Rick Baker and was like, just make aliens for us. And he fucking did that. You know, yeah. there's aliens. There, there's interviews with him in the second movie, and he's just like, yeah, I would never make a fucking dog poop alien unless the the you know the script called for it. So like the script, the the, the script in the second one knows it's supposed to be funny, whereas in the first one it's funny like you know like Inherently. incidentally. Yeah, it's you know? not in the script. It's just. It's kind of like being played straight, right? While everything else around us is just ridiculous. Her situations are ridiculous. It's situationally, yeah. Or like the actors would improv the situation, like the pulling the chair across the. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. That could have been in the script, but you know, pulling uh, the chair across. That was the definitely in the process. script. But again, that that joke is seated in something important, which is like the reason. That's the reason why Jay ends up becoming a Men in Black character person is because he sees things differently than other people you know like or like the shootout where he shoots the little girl he's he's right to shoot the little girl but mm-hmm. the joke is is like how ridiculous is it that he wanted to shoot a little girl but that's actually what's that's yeah. the right thing to do uh this movie completely misses all of that as well the yeah. mystery is dumb as fuck yeah uh, you could predict i bet at the end i'm gonna ask you how you think the movie ends and i bet you're gonna nail it i bet well, I bet the Hive is has is actually uh, Liam Neeson is now part of the Hive and is. Uh... Oh man, dude. <laughs> dude, come on now! All right, we're gonna end the podcast now. It's been about eight minutes. I think we're good. I think you got the whole plot right there. <laughs> Did I really guess it? Yeah. <laughs>
it's so it was pretty it's it was pretty, pretty obvious it's pretty obvious but i was also like well maybe, maybe it could be the other guy the glasses guy that's kind of the glasses guy's so obvious like the i guy, know the glasses the guy there's a scene where glasses guy's on the phone calling somebody and you're just like oh he's probably calling the bad aliens i'm like no he's probably calling another like arm of the men in black because essentially the plot is that there seems to be something wrong with the men in black we don't know what it is yeah uh I don't fucking care. I'm so upset <laughs> that I watched this movie. It's so bad. It's so bad. Like, even the opening is terrible. The movie opens in 2016 with Liam Neeson and Chris Hemsworth. They're in Paris mm-hmm. and they're fighting off of the, they're fighting off the hive on the Eiffel Tower. Uh-huh. Uh, at one point, uh, Chris Hemsworth falls off the Eiffel Tower, climbs back up it, and Liam Neeson is there waiting for him. So there was a moment where Liam Neeson was not in uh, Chris Hemsworth point of view and then before they can actually like destroy the hive it cuts to 20 years earlier in brooklyn when we meet molly as a little girl she sees the men in black Uh she sees a real life alien yeah she sees her parents get neuralized by the men in black why doesn't she get neuralized because she's upstairs Uh she's watching this happen that's they played Really fast and loose with this, the neuralizer, the neuralizer in this one. thing. But here's the here's the thing that pisses me off the most. So she sees this cute little fuzzy little alien, mm-hmm. and she's just like, "Oh, you're just a poor little innocent alien." Men of Black are there because they say those those, those aliens are apparently like really dangerous when they grow up. Mm. Uh, so I'm assuming that alien's gonna come back later in the oh, movie. Oh wow, how could um, you predict that? Who knows? But she's like, she relates to the alien. She's like, "This alien is cute," and like saves the alien, and so. Put yourself in the perspective of this character. You see a cute little alien, and you see these fucking guys in black suits uh-huh. neuralizing, brainwashing your 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 parents, and trying to kill the alien you just thought was cute. Uh-huh. Why would your fucking life be devoted to joining them? Yeah, that's fair. That doesn't make any fucking sense. I want to stop that. I want to do that to my parents. Yeah, <laughs> I want to kill fucking cute aliens. They're just trying to cute run aliens. away. Yeah, I guess the idea is that like, well, they're the ones who know about extraterrestrial oh, stuff, I and guess. I'm interested in that. And they're the only ones I know who can do that. And this is also the only time you'll ever see them as well, right? Because it's yeah. like up until then, the you know they're like they're secret. They're a secret like you know force. She continues to like apply to the FBI and CIA, but they don't know what the MIB is. Uh, and uh, she also uh, has somehow like hacked into the MIB's security. system system so she can keep an eye on unauthorized landings she sees one goes to investigate um follows the mib to the old um battery drive headquarters the one from the first two three movies the one with the the sort of nondescript large yeah uh and so she walks in and guess who's security now it's frank the dog because everyone recognizes frank the dog really it's frank the dog frank the dog he's security now and then he instantly recognizes her and it goes to cold, uh, code black, and uh, she is like locked in basically like a prison. Emma Thompson's about to n- neuralize her, but then after a rousing speech that um, uh, Molly, her name is Molly, but yeah. short to M, um, gives, then Emma Thompson's like, you know what? We're going to actually recruit you. Sure. Um, I mean, I guess she sees things differently, as in she saw you guys fuck up. Yeah. And well, then it's like, I guess I want to join that. It's stupid. And so <laughs> then she uh, is sent to London to help uh, Crimson Hemsworth, I guess. I don't really know why she's sent to London, by the way. That is never explained why she's sent to London. I would imagine just because she's a new recruit that if they feel like there's something wrong with the London oh, is branch. That what, so they would send a new recruit in there well, as like bait? They, not as bait, but to, have, to look at it with fresh eyes, I think, is what they were going for. Sure. That's my explanation that I made up on the spot. Because the movie didn't give me one. not explain it. 
Uh, also, the other thing I want to say: these alien designs fucking suck. They're pretty generic. They look like they've been Marvelized. They all, yeah, this feels like a Marvel movie. It really. I mean, of course it does, right? Like, like they were clearly like trying to capture the Marvel like cin- they wanted a cinematic universe. I'll bet they wanted an MIB cinematic universe. Yeah, you know and that's why like, you, you hire the guys from Thor. Yeah, that's why you the Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, folks. exactly. Uh, aliens suck. Most of them are also like wearing human clothes, so it's obvious that like it's just a guy in human clothes with like fake heads, like uh-huh. CG fake heads, not even cool makeup effects. No, oh, I'm of so not. I'm so upset. Um, we also so then we go to Marrakesh. We learn about these. Why weird... they go to Marrakesh? They don't go to Marrakesh. We go to Marrakesh. Oh, we because we are introduced to the villains of the movie. Oh. In quotes, they are. Oh no, they actually probably are villains. They are basically like these like universe guys that can. Oh yeah, they turn the universes or whatever, right? They are. They originally are universes. I can't remember what they're called. They're called the dyads. Oh yeah, dyads. Yeah. Dyads, and they can melt matter essentially, like control matter. Uh, they uh, also can recreate the look of people. So they um, see like this one dude in Marrakesh and then they transform into him. So they're like twins of him Uh, and they go disguised to meet these tiny little aliens which one of them is Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, they're, they're like, we need you to kill another alien for us who is a blob. You might know this guy as a, oh God, they kept a Jababian. Sure, Jababian. You yeah. never see him because oh, okay. he's dead by my half okay, movie. But yeah. they might keep bringing him up. Those little, those little Camille Nanjiani is not a Jababian. What are, what are they? What is he again? They're just like a weird alien chess set. Like he's oh yeah, they're called a, pawns. Yeah, well, he's a pawn and he is a queen. He has an entire chess set, which is so stupid. Why would why would an alien civilization build their entire like upbringing <laughs> around a game from a from? From the Earth. I don't know. Why? I think that's kind of funny. It's so whatever. Fine. Um, so <laughs> I could see like a couple things. Mike's like, "Fuck no, you gotta hate this movie purely." I don't like it. I hate it all. Uh, anyway, so it doesn't matter. Chris Hemsworth is enlisted by the MIP to escort the Blob alien. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna call him the Blob alien. Sure. I keep calling him Jababians, but you never see the motherfucker, so I'm just calling him a Blob alien. Uh, basically, it's so weird. Like now, the MIP and uh, the 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 glasses guy. His name is Agent C. C. Uh, he basically says, like, oh, I remember when we used to destroy the scum of the earth, and now we're, you know, chaperoning them around. Oh, no, he's got he's got alien, anti-alien vibes. He's thoughts. got anti-alien vibes, but, I'm sh- but he's not a bad guy, apparently. No, uh, yeah, and so then, uh, right, so Hemsworth has to, like, chaperone this blob alien around. Uh, uh, Agent M, uh, do you want me to call her, what, what do you want me to call her? Do you want me to call her Agent M, do you want me to call Agent her Tessa M- Thompson? Either one works for me, M or, M or what, H is Hemsworth, right? Hemsworth is H, yes, which is funny. Which is funny. Yeah. Uh, so you're right. I'll just call him H and M. So I wonder if that was a joke. Uh, no, this maybe. Is a joke. <laughs> sure. Uh, so M uh, basically lies to H, saying like, "Hey, I know everything about Jababians," and uh, H is like, "Okay, sure," but basically uses her to like humiliate her in front of the Jababian. Uh, they go to an underground underground club. The Blob Jababian monster is like, hey, Hemsworth, I need to talk to you about stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hemsworth isn't listening to him at all. And then um, it's revealed that the blob monster doesn't trust Hemsworth anymore. And while they're in the club, the villain aliens shoot poison into the blob monster. This part doesn't make any fucking sense either. So okay. they shoot poison into the blob monster in the club, right? Uh-huh. And then the blob monster walks off and gets in a car. Okay. And then the car explodes. 
And I'm like, why wouldn't you just leave? What, what was the point of the poison? Why do you want also want to blow the car up? Uh, you know, double tap sort of thing. It's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So the, the car blows up, and this, of course, immediately, which is so stupid because then it, then it alerts the men in black, and the whole point of the poison was that you wouldn't alert anybody. Yeah. So... Ah! So then, the 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 fucking blob monster is dying. Um, Tessa Thompson goes to talk to the blob monster, and the blob monster is like, "I trust you. I don't trust Chris Hemsworth." Here's a magical D twenty. I don't know what it is, but oh, it looks yeah, like a D20, giant magical yeah. D twenty. Mm-hmm. And he yeah, says, the "MacGuffin." Um, the MacGuffin, exactly. And he says, "There's something wrong." With the men in black, this will protect you, and then he dies. It's a good thing there's a new person there that's not corrupted by the men in black. I or guess whatever. not. Uh, even even though she's always wanted to be one. Also, this was this was the worst example of c- comedy I've ever seen. Uh, so there's a scene. So they're they're at the same time. Uh, Tessa Thompson and Hemsworth are trying to fight off the villainous aliens, the mm-hmm. the universe aliens, and so they obviously don't have guns on them. And so Hemsworth goes petrol cap. And so she unquestioningly goes to the cap for the like the gas canister cap, un like un like turns it and out comes a giant gun. And so she's like, okay. So she uses the gun to shoot at the aliens. And then later on, uh, like maybe like two minutes later, because Hemsworth says side view mirror, and then she says, what do you want me to do? Throw it at him? And I'm like, no, idiot. Obviously, it's another gun, which it is. And it's like you already know it was another gun because he already told you about the petrol yeah, cap. Yeah, the petrol cap. It's like obvious there's something in there. But a side view mirror, how do you get a gun out of there? How do you get a gun out of a petrol cap? <laughs> I don't know. There's at least something inside of it. <laughs> she pulls the fucking uh, and then the she, mirror off she pulls something? the mirror off and out comes like three guns. Uh-huh. But it's like obviously it's a gun thing. Ah, it's so dumb. So then, the uh, anyway, so then um, the Jababians, the blob monster uh, aliens, are upset. And uh, it's revealed also that they could basically destroy the Earth. And that's why Chris Hemsworth had to, like, chaperone the blob monster around. Mm-hmm. And uh, we learned about the two universe guys. This is where we also learn that the hive, they don't destroy, they subdue. And I'm like, okay. So, and also, that might, there's something wrong with the MIB. Clearly, uh, you know... Um, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, ne- what's his name? Fucking uh, Liam Neeson is not to be trusted. Immediately, fucking knew it was him. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Can't imagine why. I don't know why. It's so subtle. So well, yeah. Well, you know what's really not subtle is them trying to make it look like the uh, whiny C- British guy. C's doing it. Yeah. C's doing it all. Um, and then uh, Hemsworth knows where the poison is. Uh, that killed the Jababian, even though the poison really didn't kill the Jababian. Maybe it did kill the Jababian. What was the point of shooting the car anyway? So they know where it is. Uh, they go to Marrakesh, which is where the uh, villainous aliens got the poison. Uh-huh. Uh, and we now learn that all the little aliens, the Kumail aliens, are all dead except for Kumail. He's the only yeah, one that's alive. alive. And they call him Pawnee because he doesn't have another name. Yep. Because pawns don't have names. And that's the end of my half. The only other thing I wanted to mention is there's also an alien that is played by the guy from uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Nandor. Nandor. Mm-hmm. And he has an uh, alien that's a beard. Yeah. And that was a pretty cool effect. The beard alien. Beard alien. That's a fun one. And that's it. It's all that. Oh, and the other thing you got to know is that Hemsworth was dating a uh, businesswoman, an oh, alien yeah. businesswoman it, named Riza. Riza, yeah. Yeah. This all comes into play. I think the thing is, is like, I semi enjoyed this movie a little bit more, I think you did. And I think that's because I didn't see the beginning of it. Oh, the end. Because. Is so bad, dude. Because all this stuff was explained to me later on. Yeah. And like yeah. flashbacks. There's like cool reveals. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. I see where this goes. It's kind of more fun putting it together because this is giving me something to work with. Like, genuinely, why would you open the movie with them killing the alien? the hive in Paris like why why can't that be a flashback why not open the movie on a little Molly like little Molly waking up in bed and then her parents getting neuralized like that's not bombastic enough 
That's so... You gotta have the bombasticness. I guess. Well, th- yeah, you got a good point there. But you remember how the first... You remember how the first Men in Black opened? Um, I mean, it was still pretty wild, right? But it was pretty similar. Like, it had... Uh, it was driving around trying to get people across the border. Yeah. And one of them were They were, were aliens. illegal aliens. And uh-huh. one of them was an actual alien. Yeah. Yes. That was great! Because it started out very quiet... You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, it, it it was literally just like a guy in a truck. And then, yeah, you and then just... the, the bug hits the fan. Yeah, exactly. Like, shit. But the bombastic shit can still happen after that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the bombastic stuff happens when one of the guys opens his coat and you realize it's another alien that's villainous. You could still have that with like Molly asleep in bed. And then she mm-hmm. wakes up and then she sees the men in black and then she sees this little, tiny little alien. You know, that can be bombastic. That can be fun. I mean, I guess that's true, but also like. Because you're playing your hand too early is what I'm saying. Well, By I, showing the, the the Paris stuff, you're playing your hand a little early. I agree with saying. that, but I guess my other argument against... I'm not... I agree with you. I think it's dumb. <laughs> but my thought is maybe they didn't want to do that because they're like, oh, this is a sequel. They already know how the fucking Men in Black works. Sure. But then why show it at all? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Why not just have Molly just already as an adult? Why do we need to have the flashback? Well, it comes back all. later. Anyway, sure. we got we got Coon... Kumail alien he's mm. like i'm gonna kill myself and yeah. Tessa thompson's like isn't that so funny don't don't do that and he's like well i'm doing it for my queen and then he's like she's like well i'm and he's like are you a queen she's like i mean as all women are queens yes but no i'm not but i could be your queen i guess and he's like i pledge my loyalty to you and now Did you at all laugh at any of this no <laughs> there was like something about all the comedic timing was just off was like i some of it i could see working if it was just slightly tighter maybe but it just doesn't none of there's no energy I and just, like which is shocking because like like thor ragnarok is funny yeah like, you know chris hemsworth can be funny yeah and tessa thompson together on the same screen they can it's, be funny there is a proved formula that this can work but it's just like not the script's here. not strong enough or the directing's not strong i think enough. they just let him improvise and the improvisation was all bad yeah and also like the characters themselves i mean you know thor ragnarok you have literally a god and you yeah. also have um fucking valkyrie which is like an interesting character too that's true. two wild characters while the other one is just i don't know i'm a guy with daddy issues and i'm some new lady who I'm wants a lady to who really wants to do good they're they're not fully fleshed out characters to make jokes about because they're just kind of both bland yeah that's very true um anyway sorry so camille's like camille's hey, cool Thompson, so now he hangs queen. out in her pocket with a k yep yeah. um so she hangs out with m uh, Liam Neeson shows up and yells at Agent C. Mm-hmm. And then I had a thought, just the men in black lore in general. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot they're all named like letters. Yeah. Why was it run out of letters? Do they have like <laughs> ZA or like AB? That's a good point. I don't know. I kind of like it though that it's never explained. They don't have multiple like letters. I kind of like it. But see, that's... maybe there's, I mean, there could, look, I've met a lot of Michaels. <laughs> maybe there's multiple agent m's oh god but that's the thing is there's no last names that's fair so it doesn't really work yeah i think the i think that's kind of one of the reasons why i'm just like this doesn't really work as like a big franchise i don't know it's just like it I doesn't work as an international thing yeah if it was all in america then you could understand that maybe there'd only be like 26 that's what i thought that's know? what i originally thought it was but now it's international so i'm like unless you're like i'm agent m of europe i'm agent Z. yeah i'm agent <laughs> Z. yeah they have Z and they have c <laughs> exactly and they're like oh we doubled up on that one i guess Zed was the Zed was uh, the guy in the first movie. Actually, another thing about it, isn't he? Uh, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah, and that's what confused me as a kid because I was like, Zed's Zed, not a letter. Zed's not a letter. Yeah, but he is. He anyway, is. Mm. Um, anyway, so apparently, what they have. What about it, countries that don't have like the Latin system? That's a good point. Like uh, in Japan or something yeah. like that. 
What yeah. are their agents? <laughs> I don't know. That's a great question. They might not open up there. You know, this feels like a very American UK type yeah. alliance sort of thing anyway. Oh my god, they had one line. It was uh-huh. so dumb. When Tessa so Tessa Thompson joins mm-hmm. and oh what's the name of the lady? The other lady that runs the thing. Oh, uh Emma 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 Thompson's Emma character. Thompson. Agent O. Right. So she runs the men in black. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? I guess they put they don't cha- call him agent. They call him high. High T is like high Liam T, right. that's, name. That's a joke. That's a that's a joke. Yeah, it's a joke. But also like there, you can change the beginning. You, you don't could. say agent. Uh, there's a lame line where Tessa Thompson joins and she's like, "Are we really going to be called the Men in Black?" And then and then uh, what's her name? It goes like, "Yeah, we've had conversations about it. They want to keep it Men in Black. Why can't we call it People in Black?" <laughs> Okay. It's so lame. Why not call it people of black? Fucking call it people of black. I don't care. Call it the Pim. The Pib. Or Pib? Yeah. Mr. Pib might get mad. Mr. Pib. Mr. Pib might get mad. Because then Mr. Pib will be like, I'm Mr. Pib, all right? (laughs) Not Not Mrs. Mrs. Pib. Mr. Pib. Yeah, exactly. Um Anyway, it was just so lame. Yeah. So <laughs> let's see. Okay. So then Liam Neeson is like talking and they said that like oh no, Mr. C agency says like H&M probably have a little, like, war, like, they've had a war bomb, those those aliens you were talking about, the Blobian, the Blob aliens. Right. They apparently had a bomb, like, in their office for a while, like a giant weapon. They don't know exactly what it is. Mm. But apparently, like, they've gotten away with it because there's a mole in here, and Liam Neeson's like, yeah, there probably isn't a, is a mole, huh? And then that's it. And then, <laughs> but Liam Neeson calls um, H&M, who are trying to run away from the Men in Black, mm-hmm. it seems to be. And then he says, like, get away from him. You need to get out of there. And, like, gives him a heads up. So they try to leave. They borrow a bike from um, Nandor. Mm-hmm. And like, a, like a cool alien bike. Yeah, it's like yeah. a regular bike. And then it turns into an alien bike. They yeah. jump on it. Um, well, M is actually separated. And then they reunite because H is like, wow, it's not like riding a bike. It's Even though the other guy said, it's just like riding a bike. It's, not. it's not. like it's riding an a alien bike. bike. Of course not. Um, and then they get surrounded, That's and so then funny. and then they both got a, they're all both on the back of the bike, and mm-hmm. they can drive really fast, and they press the red button. Oh, the red button! The red button! The dreaded red the dread button! The dreaded red button! Yeah. Um, and they basically flies up, and it teleports out like at super speed into a massive desert, like at the Sahara or something. Okay. Um, and they cool. like dust themselves off, and M notices that the MacGuffin is moving, the little D twenty die. Right. And it's starting to like changes itself so she grabs it and it turns into a massive giant gun oh big giant gun with a compressed sun inside of it like wow. a super blue giant which i'm like oh, that's a cool concept yeah um compressed inside of it and they're like okay well let's see how this thing works i'm like what are you doing the thing is a sun inside of it what are you doing <laughs> so like okay let's put let's it on, see how this thing works yeah i know let's put it on 0.001 setting the lowest setting and just shoot and so they sh- they're like well this is the safest place to try it. there's literally no one here right and so they shoot except for us yeah and it doesn't work and then it suddenly works and it's a big it just causes a giant hole in the earth like the size like way bigger than the grand canyon oh my like, god like oh that's the lowest setting whoa oh no i'm just they, they let you know that multiple times that it was the lowest setting just oh, to let you know the stakes are here that's the stakes real are. stakes oh no a gun is um, really powerful yeah so then but the men in black have it so it's fine it's true um before liam before Chris Hemsworth got on the bike, he was given a, a cup of water. Mm. And eventually that water now opens up and it's the beard alien, which I was like, what the fuck is this? And the beard <laughs> alien's like, ha and he grabs the little MacGuffin and oh. is like, I'm leaving. I'm going to go sell this and then flies <laughs> off. 
And um, there you go. He flies off. And they're like, wow. Oh, no, they lost the MacGuffin again. And they say, wow, that water did taste like beard. Huh. (sighs) Guess I knew it. Anyway, so um, they're going to go to Riza, the arm dealer. Uh That's where he sells. That's the only client he has. So they're like, we've got to find it. Yeah, H has to go find it. Uh, And then H and M have the conversation while trying to fix the bike up. They're fixing the bike. And it's revealed that, like, you know, Chris Hemsworth, he fell in love with this lady, and, you know, it was all passionate and stuff. He's like, what, you never did that, Molly? Molly's like, no. She's like, you never abandoned logic for passion? And M's like, no, I would never do such a thing. And passion and love are just chemical reactions in your brain. You can't trust it. Mm -hmm. And then Chris Hemsworth says, isn't the whole universe chemical reactions, though? And you trust that, (laughs) bro. And then... Just in case that wasn't deep enough, yeah. Camille Nanjiani is like, whoa, that's deep. I hate it so much. I hate him so much. Fucking squish that guy. I hate him so much. He was surprisingly, I mean, he sucks, uh, but in terms of like. He sucks, but. Instead of, it's, as opposed to like many other characters that I've seen that are sidekicks in shitty movies. Yeah. He's not, he's okay. He's it's, on the better end. He's still annoying, but he's not that bad. It's so obviously like a character that's like. Kumail didn't show up a day on set. He was like in the recording booth watching the movie and just like popping in like Mystery Science Theater and going like, whoa, that's deep. Yeah. All right, animate that. Like it's so Probably. lame. Yeah, you're right. Um, so then they go to Riz's uh fortri- fortified fortress of for sure death. Cool. Great name, right? Yeah. Um, so H is there uh while and arrives just like normally to meet her. And uh, Am decides to climb up the side of the building or the side of the wild, I don't know, what is this place called? Island? Castle? It's a giant island oh, castle yeah. thing. Okay. Um, and they offer, H offers Kumail as a gift mm. to Riza. And Riza, by the way. Do you recognize her? Um, I mean, I recognize her from, oh, what was she in? She was in Dune. Yeah, she was the Dune lady. She's she was also in. Oh, I don't know if she's anything else. Probably. Uh, she was in like a lot of like the Mission Impossible movies for some reason. Oh, I never saw those. Oh, really? No. You ever seen a single Mission Impossible movie? Well, not the like the last one I saw was Ghost Protocol. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Wait, is that the one we've seen? We've seen the other ones before that. I've seen the ones before that. Oh, okay. I saw the All first right. one. Oh, that's fair enough. Saw the yeah. I thought you like never saw one. I'm like, no, what? I've seen them. I've seen some. Sorry, I've seen some Mission okay. Impossible movies. Well, yeah. she was in apparently a lot of them. Anyway, oh. so um. She's there. She's apparently the, worst, the, mean, the meanest. Yeah. She's the meanest arms dealer around. She's oh, like yeah. introduced to like, you introduced to her and she's just killing an alien even though she's like, we'll do this tomorrow. And then she turns around and shoots him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Weird. Cool. Cool attraction. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so he's like, I'm back after your gift because I feel like we still had some passion. They kind of rehash some stuff. And then she's like, all right, get out of here. Go lock him up. Send him home because I don't buy that you're here, that you randomly appeared and quit the MIB oh. when I just got the most powerful weapon in the universe. I think it's bullshit. So then he gets kicked out. But he then beats up the two guards that kick him out and he sneaks back sure. in. It's just that easy, baby. Sweet. Um, Good for him. So then Kamel escapes and tries to run away. M sneaks in, finds the weapon and grabs it. But then Riza ca- catches her and then they fight. Um, Riza has a second arm. Mm-hmm. It's like almost like Goro from Mortal Kombat, but a not second quite. arm, like all of us. I guess a third arm. <laughs> <laughs> we all fair. have a second. We well, do all have a second, have a second arm. arm yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Traditionally, you have a second arm. This yeah. person traditionally has a third arm. Oh, apparently. okay. Pretty Whatever cool. Whatever race she is, yeah. Uh, alien species. She, uh, 
Um, so H gets caught and gets beat up by this blue henchman guy, this mm. blue alien guy. What did he look like? Pretty cool. He's pretty, pretty cool. cool. He's got blue. He's just all buff and fluffy and stuff. Um, blue. <laughs> and then um, eventually they uh, trap Riza and like she punches her out and it almost seems like they got it, but then the big blue alien shows up with H and is like, I'm gonna kill this guy and like do it and I was like, No. Don't kill him. It's like, yeah, don't worry. Uh, Tartinians are the meanest of race of all or whatever, and they kill whatever they want. Mm. It's like, wait, Tartinian? Oh, it's the same it's little the same. Thing. Yeah. Well, and then they show a little flashback just in case I forgot. Sure. You Which know. you didn't. You did forget because you never saw I it. I never saw it. So I was yeah. like, oh, thanks for that nice handy flashback. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, she helped him as a child. Yes. And he says, she says something in his native language. He's like, yes. oh. That's the thing that the babe, that the little baby version said to her. Yeah. Yeah. So then he immediately turns around and turns on um, Riza immediately. Yeah. It's just like, all right, I'm going to fuck you up. Um, he doesn't kill her, but you know, basically, is like, all right. So now they get the MacGuffin back. And then Imagine they leave. this alien going like, "Oh, you work for the thing that tried to hunt me down and kill me." That seems weird. Yeah, I know, right? Shh. Why but, did you do but that? Molly's a good person, I guess. Sure, that's right. Um, you know, uh, there's some good apples in the bunch. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and then, um, apparently, the meaning of whatever he said in Alien a long time ago. What does uh, it stand for? It stands for I will. I, I will kill anyone you want. Wow. Yeah. I didn't future, know that. Like, thank you for your thank you for your uh, help. I'm That's gonna kill pretty anyone. Cool. I mean, guess if your race is good at one, if your alien species is good at one thing. Yeah. Right. Killing people. I guess you do your job. I do like that this little girl just like was told that and then like remembered it. Yeah. Well, and didn't know it. You yeah. know, so it's like, yeah, all right, cool. It's fun, I and mean, yeah. it's a cute concept. It's just it's so overexplained that it like sure. isn't very. Im- I thought it was cool at the time. The fact that you started off with it, and it's just like, okay, I probably could call that coming because the little blue alien is a baby form. Looks pretty similar. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> so then, and also they say like this thing's gonna get pretty scary when it grows up, and it's like, well then. Obviously, we're gonna see a grown up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just like Tessa Thompson's grown up. Like, yeah, exactly. I don't know. Um, then they re- uh, reveal to each other H and M that his name is Henry, her name is Molly. Mm. Um, well, I guess technically the alien revealed that her name was Molly because it was like Molly. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, now the fucking galaxy men appear randomly. I don't know how they got here. The guys turns into galaxies. Yeah, they can do anything. They're they gonna want. show up and then they get fucking vaporized by the men in black. Because the men in black are they dead? Yeah, they just blow them up. They kill them. What the hell? Just. What? Yeah. Okay. They showed up. Okay. I did not explain. They did show up. Mary Cash just try to. That doesn't matter. Fight them. But How did they, did they just kill them? That's crazy. They're well, literally um, like pieces of the universe. Liam Neeson says, "You can kill anything in this universe with enough voltage." Okay. Good to know. All there done. Go. Did it. Good to know. <laughs> Clean it off there with the simple words, <laughs> which is something they don't do a lot in the series yeah. in this movie. So it's weird that they did actually address that. Yeah. Anyway. Um. And then M gives Leonison the weapon. Um, no, but he's evil. Yeah, and it's great because he says, the universe has a way of leading you there the moment you're supposed to be he there. He said that in the beginning of the movie, He said that too. multiple times. Yeah. Very weird. Because yeah. he was just there right at the right time, right when those uh, galaxy aliens showed up. Weird. It's true. I also feel like that goes against so much of what Men in Black is like stands for. Like 
What I love about the Men in Black series, to to aside from this film and back to what I love about the first movie, it's like it's so much about like how the the universe is like uncaring and scary and big, and we're such a tiny part of it, like mm-hmm. that we can't possibly comprehend. And it's really just like that's which makes it even more important for these guys to like protect everybody. Yeah, you know. And so and then so the, for this character to go like the universe actually has a plan for us all and it'll put us where we need to. It's like I feel like that goes against literally everything. Yeah, we learned in the about first how movie. scary about like you're just a little marble or whatever. Yeah, like we are a marble in another marble. Like that's how the first movie ends. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Um. Anyway, so they're like, "Wow, what's so ce- let's go celebrate that we solved this mission." Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Quite the first assignment, M. Too bad you're still an initiate." Yeah. And then. H is like, oh, there's something off. She's like, yeah, I feel it too. <laughs> Remember they said they needed the weapon for the hive? What does that mean? Do they mean killing the hive? Mm-hmm. Someone, and then they're like, we should look up the dyad forensic file. And they looked it up, and it's gone. It's been deleted. Oh, no. And they're like, oh, man, someone high up must have deleted it. We do have a mole. And then they're like, is it high T? And they're like, oh, it's high T. Obviously. And then T. C is like, I agree with you. I thought he was... I thought, you know, he was starting to act shifty, so then now C's on their side. Sure. Uh, and then, like, we got to stop him secretly, or else the agency will lose all credibility that, like, the highest person was infiltrated, you know? Right. So, you got to do this secretly. Um, which, by the way, the whole Mary Kesh scene, they're driving around on the bike. Oh, yeah. They're not neuralizing anyone until, like, they land in a random spot where they, like, come down through a roof. Mm. Like, pew, pew. All right, we neuralize these people. We're and good. then they drive off. But it's yeah. like, you've been driving around the street forever. Yeah, yeah. All these people saw you. All these people saw you driving around on a space bike. Yeah, and yeah, you're not, yeah. Like, you're going fast, but... There are times you're not going fast, like making a turn. That's the other fun part of Men in Black is like they have to do all the shit in secret, and clean it up, and they just this is just like eh, we just got one scene with the neuralizer. That's it. Yeah, you that's know, all it's matters. there, but it's it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like it's cared about. You know? No, it isn't. It doesn't matter to them. It doesn't matter. So Which then completely destroys the stakes of the movie. Pretty much. It's like uh, okay, whatever. Yeah. So they got to do it in secret, and apparently, secret's very easy to get away with. But then they're sure. like, what if? See, he's like, what if it isn't a uh, secret? Well, if like they find out, and he's like, "Then you say I'm the traitor, not not high C, high T, mm-hmm. high C, high C." <laughs> Hell yeah, that's, what that's I'm what I want to talk about. I want the high C, so good, <laughs> nice and orange and juicy. Yeah, Mm-mm-mm. get that vitamin C. <laughs> um, okay, so then they get in the car. They get the new car because the old one was totaled. And Tessa Thompson's like, "I want to drive," and she gets in the car door and it's the wrong side of the road right because it's England, right of so course. Then chris hemworth drives they press the red button which kumail is very excited about and they fly away um why is he excited about a red button he because he saw the what the first red button did oh, on the bike and he's like red buttons are cool now yeah Did you know red buttons are cool i love red buttons red buttons they're my favorite kinds of buttons um and then they're like oh shit sees so like hey look there's a portal um from a certain <laughs> sector has been activated and they're like oh shit it's the hive mm-hmm. and the hive is at the eiffel tower and there's this big like creepy thing going on the Eiffel Tower and it's like trying to like suck them up so they're trying to arrive um, and then they're up on the taking the elevator up to the Eiffel Tower which I feel like is a bad idea when there's a bunch of aliens at the top of it but you know whatever yeah. who's gonna walk all those stairs it's a lot of steps <laughs> <laughs> so then though while they're riding up there T is uh, not T excuse me H? M is like hey H how did you and uh, high T beat the hive and he's like well we went up there and we Shot beat the hive. Bunch, yeah. And she's like, wait, no, but like, how did you do it? He's like, well, we just went up there. Me and High T just took him out. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're saying the same thing over and over again, but you're not going into detail. He got neuralized. And like, oh, he got neuralized. I'm like, ah, yeah. oh, that's cool. That's yeah. a cool thing of like showing like what it actually looks like when you're neuralized. You're just like, oh, that's memory. That's it. You right. don't really 
question it. Yeah. You're just like, oh, that's how it is. Until yeah. someone else explains it. And I'm like, mm, that seems like bullshit. <laughs> so he's like, oh my God, I'm betrayed. Doesn't matter. Um, they get up to the top and they find High T. And High T is like, oh, hey, H, you were like a son to me. Tessa Thompson's like, that's not really High T. And he gets closer and he touches his hand. He's like, he was like a son t- or he was like a dad to you. Mm-hmm. Clearly, he's not no longer high T. He's, like he's a hive. Wait, what? I know. And then he turns this horrible monster oh my God. with a bunch of tentacles, and it looks like ass. <laughs> like, technically, it looks realistic, but it's such a boring alien design. Yeah. It's so lame. Yeah. Um, And they fight or whatever. And, you know, they try to fight the MacGuffin, and the hive's showing up. And there's like a big portal where the hive's coming through. And. Um, Tessa Thompson gets knocked into the portal while trying to get the the MacGuffin. Yeah, and I think she grabs a MacGuffin, <coughs> but she I falls in so. the portal. Yeah, and is like gonna die because he's gonna get eaten by the hive. Oh no! But then Camille Nanjiani comes and saves the day. He's like, my queen, I will not lose another queen. And then he like has Hope these two dies. grappling hooks and they pull them together and they save her. And then she pulls out the super gun that was used earlier, cranks up the full and just shoots the fucking hive. guy, the hive. Liam Neeson through the portal and it's all vaporized, all hive are dead. Okay. <laughs> cause she shot through the portal. Sweet. But nothing on earth is. No, cause she shot, she had a good shot. She right. She's a good shot. Anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, I wonder what the kickback of that gun must feel like. I don't know. It must feel <laughs> a lot, right? It's like, man, the noisy cricket. Great I, joke. I just sleep. Seriously. Noisy love cricket. The, there's literally one scene where she picks up the noisy cricket and she's just like, uh, I don't think so. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. That thing's a very powerful gun. I'm also very annoyed that they just have reference. <sighs> like, yeah. References it's the first awful. Movie. It's really dumb. I wonder if like any of these other movies on the sequel month that we're going to watch are going to have like better homages, more subtle homages to the first week. Because this one is just so it's on the nose and, and on the lame. nose. And it just like rings it dry. Like they're like, yeah. oh, this is the joke is that it's the first one. It's, like the red button thing. It's literally holding keys in front of the audience and jangling them. Like, like it's remember literally, this? Yes. It's like, hey, do you remember the noisy cricket? Yeah. There's literally a, a, a painting, a really bad painting, of K and J from the first movie fighting the Edgar bug. Oh, man. And I'm like... Remember it, that? I see it in the background. I'm like, okay, it's just in the background. That's kind of cute, like, set dressing. And then there's literally a scene where, like, Tessa Thompson looks at it, and then we get a full shot of it. I'm like, okay, I get it. And the more we look at it, the worse it looks, the worse the drawing is. I'm like, what kind of poor intern had to draw that? Anyway, anyway, I agree with you. I hate it all. They showed up back home. They're all fine. They talked to the fancy lady who I have no fucking clue who this is. Mm. <clears throat> this, uh, what's her face? Emma Thompson? Emma Thompson. The Tessa the Thompson and Emma Thompson? Yeah, that's interesting, huh? Mm. Two Thompsons back oh. together again. <laughs> Just like H&M. Hilarious. That's right. Exactly. Um, and, and she's like, ah, I couldn't trust the London branch for a while. It's okay. I'm glad you have a real agent now. And then she's like, you're the real agent Isn't now. Isn't she British? Yeah. But she works in them. I don't know. She oversees everyone. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> She's like, you're a real agent now, Tessa Thompson. And also, you, H, you have been promoted to leader of the probationary agents. He's like, I got promoted and demoted at the same time. He's like, no, it's a good thing. Don't worry. Okay. And then they're like, all right, let's suit up and go on our next adventure. And they get in the plane. Camille Nagiani's like there and is just like, I'm your new bodyguard, H. I hate this. <laughs> and she's what like, What a terrible Sorry. bodyguard. I know. And she's like, okay, whatever. But Tess Thompson gets to drive. So she f- starts driving, and Camille Aljani's like, press the red button. Press oh, the red he's button. He's literally the press audience. Press the red button. And then she presses the red button, turns into a plane, and they fly off. How great would it be if she pressed the red button and it was like a turn signal? That'd be awesome. 
And that's I wish all I it was. I felt like they did that joke once. In this movie? I felt like they did, but then they didn't because it like pretend it's a turn signal, but then does a thing. Yeah, right. Or something like actually that. Does or something like cool. does the windshield wipers. And then they fly off and they in a movie. That's it. I'm glad I, it's over. I looked if there was any after credit scenes. Was there? Nope. Not mm, a single one. What a shame. I know. That's the weird thing is it's just like I watch this and I'm like, oh, this is like, like say what you will about Marvel movies. At least they know the formula yeah. and they know how to do it. Pretty well, like because they they've done to, it so long. They've done it so long. Yeah. When you see someone come in and be like, "We're gonna, we're gonna do the Marvel thing," but with and it's already thing. like, okay, first off, Marvel thing. A lot of people are already getting tired of it. Like, I see that where people <laughs> it's are getting tired of it. It's yeah. already like they're already trying to mix it up and they're trying to get new things in there. Blah blah blah. Trying to not do the same thing. Right. Because they know even Marvel knows like this shit's kind of getting boring. Yeah. Well, Men in Black's like, what if we just did that though? What if we had that same like kind of like quirky comedy back and forth sort of stuff? Yeah. But. We don't really know how to do it. We're just going to try to do it. And it just doesn't have any heart or any soul. Like, none of this has any relatable characters. Yeah. Um, it's none of them grounded. are funny. Yeah. There's just, no- there's just nothing why? really going for this movie. And why not, like, in like I, I understand the, like, I understand the reasoning of moving out of New York. Because it's like, sure, New York, like, we don't want to spend the entire movie in locations we've seen a billion times before. Yeah. At least the movie attempts to go somewhere different. But, like... The whole fun of Men in Black is it takes place in one city that no one would ever expect an alien, yeah. right? And, like, sure, London might be a really good one. Or Marrakesh. Or, or Marrakesh. But, like, I think it'd be fun to just set it in London. Like, just stay in yeah, the one I see what city. You're you know what I mean? Because, like, the first Men in Black, I think the first two, do all three, all take place in the same city. I you know? So. so it's like, yeah, just set it in London. It's so big already. Like, just make it nice and small. We go to all the different, like, boroughs. Uh, but, see... Bigger's better. All Bigger right? is We've seen better. Marvel movies. They go a lot of places. Bigger is better. There's no Marvel movie. They just stay in one spot, dude. They go all over the place. You get the little logo at the bottom. It's like, they do have that. We're here. Yeah, they do. They do that in this movie too. And it's, but it's just like, because that's the other thing, right? Because like, what makes again, what makes the first Men in Black movie so good is it's a legitimately good mystery with like, it's kind of like a noir. They're uncovering clues. They're, they're, you know, and this is such a faint echo of that. Like they're trying to do that so hard, but it's like. They don't know how to write it, or yeah. they don't know how to create a real interesting mystery. They're basically basing all of this on like a twist that like they're gonna solve it, and then it doesn't get solved. Which, in my opinion, is a very I hate that trope, and a lot of movies do it, where it's just like false endings, where yeah. it's like we're good, no, we're not, no, we're not. We got another twenty minutes left to finish this movie. Yeah, out. I don't think the first Men in Black does that. The first Men in Black, no, it all just ends. Is, it's all ramping up to the Edgar fight. Like, yeah. it, there is no false twist. I don't think. I don't think so. The only false twist is when they kill the Edgar bug and they think he's dead. But then it's a then it comes back almost immediately, and that's yeah. funny. But that's funny because uh, he's a cockroach. Cockroaches don't die very easily. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I. It, you're, that's a very good point. Yeah, because the first movie, it's all leading up to the one like mm-hmm. climax, which yeah. makes it all feel like. The fourth. Can you look up how long the first Men in Black movie was? The first Men in Black movie. This movie was like two hours I feel long. Like the first one was also like not short. I wasn't short, but I think it was only like an hour and a half. Hmm. I mean, an hour and a half. I feel is pretty short. Let's see. It is looking up stuff on podcasts. Because I feel like this also. I feel like this movie really. Yeah. yeah. An hour and thirty-eight minutes. This movie's almost two hours long. Uh, Yeah. And it's like that movie fucking flies by. It also establishes. Here's the other thing, right? Because, like, this is obviously a sequel, right? Obviously. Everyone knows a sequel, whatever, requel, whatever. Everyone already knows what the Men in Black is, but it takes 
so fucking long just to get to what the story of the movie is. Which is, yeah. The Which, first movie has to establish so fucking much, and it does it, like, effortlessly. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's just, like, trust the audience to yeah. get it. While this one's like, hold on, we gotta have Kumail explain a little bit oh to get God. what's going on. We gotta have all the characters say it, obviously, what's happening. We have to Mike have is, Mike is losing it. He's flying all over the place. It's been done so well already. Like, just do that. But they try, and it's bad. They try, know. and they just don't understand what was good about it. I guess not. It sounds like this movie had a lot of uh, production issues, according to Oh Yeah, uh, yeah originally it was supposed to be uh, a, a, a 21 Jump Street crossover. Uh, oh, yeah, I remember that weird rumor. Yeah. That yeah. would have been wild. That would have been so bad. Yeah, I don't know. so bad. 21 Jump Street is pretty good, though. Oh, I love was, 21 was, Jump Street. 21 I, Jump Street, 22 Jump Street are very good. Um, But, yeah, and then, I don't know, this movie made a shitload of money, though. Oh, that's all cost, that matters. Cost a hundred million dollars, made two hundred fifty million. That's well, good for them. Yeah, I'm glad they made all that money. I they'll guess probably make they'll probably make fucking five more, right? Who gives? Do a you shit? think they will? Why I not? Feel, I feel like it's one of those. When did it? When did it come out? Uh, I guess you're right. It was like 2019. This movie came out. Yeah, so they might make another one. Yeah, 2019. Yeah, they might. 2019 feels like a eons ago, though, right? It does. It's <laughs> like it's weird because I look at this and I'm like, this feels new and old at the same time. It really does. And it feels forgotten. And it feels I forgotten. will 100% forget I watched this movie. But if anyone brings it up, it's going to be like a fucking Manchurian candidate. Yes. I'm like, I'm You're like, activated. Yeah, exactly. Men in Black International, I fucking hate that movie. But and then like, I'm going to remember every single bit of what I But I think the thing is, is like. no one else is going to remember this movie. That's like, true. I feel like this movie made a bunch of money, just then, like Avatar. And then made out like a bandit. And then just was like, I'm done. I'm, yeah. I'm removing myself from culture. Yeah. Until corporations like Avatar are yeah. like, hey, remember this? Let's make a Disneyland park about it. Yeah. Hey, remember this? Let's make eight sequels because James Cameron <laughs> for some reason really wants, wants to. Too, yeah. But Men in Black International, I don't know if it's gonna get the same push. I, really I don't know hope, if Sony really is gonna be like, not. let's do it. I really hope not. It's it is really amazing that like there's only really one good Men in Black movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, and all I, the other ones were like I, I diminishing returns. Yeah. Even I mean I kind of like the third one, but yeah. I will agree that it's not like not if I you saying it's bad, I'm like yeah, that's fine. That makes sense. <laughs> You're not gonna stand up. I'm not, for I'm it. not gonna stand up for. It. I'm not gonna defend it. And I'll, I'll give I'll give the movie this. I finished my half of the movie, and I was like, I got to watch a little bit of the first Men in Black. <laughs> I like looked up clips on YouTube. I'm like, fuck, this is so good. I should watch it again. It's been a long time it's since so I've seen that. It's so good. We really should watch it together. It's been a long time since I've seen it, and I freaking love that movie. I watched it on VHS so much. It was on TV all the time. Uh, it was like it was like that and The Mummy. We're like always on TV. Yeah. Honestly, like I didn't even edits. have cable and didn't see any of that, but oh, I still yeah. watched them anyway because they were that good. It's so good. Because you know what? They put it on TV all the time because it brings in viewers. It's true. People want to well, watch those clearly movies. Clearly, this brings viewers in, too. Clearly, people a probably, lot of people I think people, people just movie. wanted to feel something again. Maybe. I think people were just like, I want to know what Men in Black is reminded. like again. And I will give it this, right? I did not like the third Men in Black. I think it's way better than this one, though. This is yeah. bottom of the barrel Men in Black. I think my ranking content. is one, three, two, four. I agree with that. Personally. Yeah. I agree with that. Like, yeah, because it's you know why? Because it's real fun to see two Tommy Lee Jones. It is around. like that's a fun that's a fun concept at least. Yeah, you know, and you know Josh Brolin's is a pretty great, a to- great Tommy Lee Jones. And that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, it's it's a fun take on I don't know at least the origin story of like one of the characters. Sure, and that's at least that's cute. more interesting than just like what if we did the first movie again but yeah. worse. Yeah, totally agree with you. I yeah. agree. So guys, is there any other sequels you'd recommend us watching? <laughs> is there any good sequels out there? You should email us and email theotherhalfpodcast.com. Let us know. You can find us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you want to listen to our previous sequel month episodes, you can find them on any podcatching app. And while you're there, please leave a five-star rating and review. We will read it in the show no matter what it says, even if you are an alien from another world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, I'm just so glad we both liked the first Men in Black movie. It was good. It's so good. Uh, what's your? Who's your favorite alien? 
In the first Men in Black? Yeah. I know, it's hard to choose. Honestly, the fucking part where he pulls back his skin... Like yeah. that little the roach alien, yeah, like you yeah, don't know yeah. what he is, but Finger his bug. like human form, yeah, is so good. What a great entrance to a character, right? Oh yeah, because you see him, Vincent D'Onofrio, he's already a piece of shit asshole, yeah. and then he comes back, and he's just this fucking monster creep. <laughs> yeah, what a great opening! It's a great opening, and like Ugh. just the fact that every time I hear sugar water, yeah. I always gotta <laughs> repeat it in that sugar. same <laughs> water. Yeah. <laughs> More. <laughs> More. Just, I always repeat that. Like, oh. it's just, it's iconic. It is. It's so good. And, like, what a great opening shot, too, with the cow, you know? And like, yeah. I, I love that it movie. It felt very much like old alien shit. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. The UFO is literally like a fucking saucer. And yeah. Shit. It's, yeah. It feels like that. And yeah. they go to, like, a UFO field. And, you know, in this movie, it's just, like, it's just Marvel, like, aliens. It's just Marvel bullshit. It yeah. just feels like it. And yeah. it's just, like, and at least at Marvel, you can be like, well, that's a reference to fucking comic or whatever and learn more about it. This is just some dumb thing that they thought of. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess there is a Men in Black there comic. There is a Men in Black comic, but it's very loosely very, based on it. Yeah, it's very loosely based My on it. My favorite alien is the Worm Guys. You like the Worm Guys? I love the Worm Guys. All funny. they do is hang out, drink coffee, and smoke cigarettes. What's that's not true. to like about them? <laughs> pretty They're pretty good. fucking sweet. Yeah, and that's they just a good bad mouth everybody. And I love it in the first movie, too. They're the first ones to leave. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, the Earth's about to blow up, but they, like, have a bunch of fucking, like, cards of cigarettes. <laughs> They're just like, get, I want the fuck out of here. But then they get very overplayed in the second movie. And I'm That's like, the problem. Is yeah. they, have, they, knew, they knew when to pull back. They knew when to fold them in the yeah. first one. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, those are my favorite alien guys. But anyway, uh, let's get on out of here. Uh, tackling next week's sequel, which we'll will be real happens. fun. Hopefully I it'll be better than this one. Don't know what it is, but I'm sure it'll be out of this world. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Hey guys, if you want to join some other like-minded fans of this podcast, you can check out our Discord, which can be linked in the latest podcast going forward, as well as the theotherhalfpodcast.com. If you want to discuss movies we've watched on the podcast, if you want to recommend movies for future episodes, or if you want to watch movies, we'll have uh, movie nights on the Discord. You can pop in, watch the movies with us and other fans of the podcast. There's also a section on the Discord where if you want to, you can learn more about my Twitch stream. But, you know, you don't have to if you don't want to. It could be purely about the podcast but if you do want to it's really great and sometimes i'm on stream too every other thursday check it out we play horror games specifically you can get notified whenever a new podcast episode or whenever ethan's live on twitch which is pretty often you get to see our pretty faces as well as other people that like the podcast and watch ethan stream yeah so come join the discord is your oyster guys do whatever you want with it the discord is your oyster